everybody this is the place where we can talk about prayer and politics and everything in between i'm your host kendra sims filling in for marvin drake today we have brianna david and danetta how you guys doing today oh, feeling man. good doing great feeling good feeling, feeling good. good oh yeah you look like you're feeling good you got your big cheese hey Hi, man boy. you know i mean it must be my sweater that's making me feel real nice up in here today um before we get really into the topic i want everybody to go around the table and kind of share where they went to school and what type of institution that is i go to ucla that's a pwi a predominantly right. white institution. Uh, the one and only Hampton University, uh, HBCU, and yes, uh, for me, it is the real HU. <laughs> I, had, I, had, I had to go in there. I just had to throw it. Look, I would, we're going to get into it. Go ahead. Now. Got it. A little shade. You just did the absolute most. I, I, I had to do the most. I had to. Okay. <laughs> well, I <no. laughs> You give me every time. <laughs> and... And I went to Cal State Dominguez Hills. It is neither a HBCU or a PWI. Okay, got, kind of got the best of both worlds. And I went to Auburn University in Auburn, Alabama, and Georgia State University in Atlanta, Georgia. Both of those are predominantly white institutions, but are in close proximity to HBCUs. So in talking about this topic, why is this still a debate? Why is this conversation still necessary? I'm going to start it off with my brother David just to kind of get the conversation going. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny. Um, growing up, I lived, uh, those that don't know, I grew up right outside of Washington, D.C. I lived maybe 20 minutes from Howard, and that was never a goal of mine to go to a HBCU. It was always just to go to college. So I wanted to go to Maryland. I wanted to go to Penn State, play sports and run track. When I went to uh, visit a college, I went to Hampton to visit, and it was really impactful because I didn't know much history about it. But then seeing where it was located at and then the amount of young people who looked like me and then were just trying to achieve the same goals, it was really impactful. I was like, this is a predominantly like all black school for college. And it was crazy. So that was really something. Um, what I've noticed over the years is that there's been a little bit of, you know, oh, HBCUs aren't maybe as good as a PWI. But then from the HBCU, HBCU side, it's like, oh, well, they're not maybe black enough. I don't hear that a lot, but when that starts getting to an argument of, you know, our HBCUs, you know, credible, then we kind of, you know, tense up and there's a defense mechanism that jumps in. It's like, well, you couldn't get here. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot. It's kind of a mixed bag. Um, but what do you guys feel? Well, I, when I think of the whole HBCU not being good enough argument, I just equate it to um, going to high school. Like when you go to an inner city school, the main thing they say is, oh, like, oh, you went to Crenshaw because you couldn't handle going to like, you know, uni or Beverly mm -hmm. Hills or something. I just think it's just another way to just bring down black people and us with educa education because you know it took us a hard took us a long time to even get into college and to even learn how to read and get some type of education mm -hmm. so I just think it's just another tactic to just be like oh well y'all in school but it ain't good enough I agree. I yeah. definitely agree I can um I know I went to Auburn University which is about 10-15 minutes from Tuskegee University and we would have this conversation with our black student union and their student government association just round table and sometimes in open forum and it would be um, the the conversation would, would equate to HBCUs you know if they're good but it's really just so 
marching bands, Greek life, and homecoming, and then the PWI is, you know, those black people that go to those schools, they're kind of snobby and just kind of uppity. Mm-hmm. So, Brianna, since you um, attend UCLA, what's your take on that conversation? I mean, I think that everyone's experiences are different. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, it has a lot to do with who you are as an individual and, and how willing you are, you know, how open you are to change, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, everyone has their different take on, you know, what happens inside of a certain institution. But I feel like until you actually go there, you, you don't know, you know, mm-hmm. you can't really, you know, say much. You know, I've never been to an HBCU, so who am I to pass judgment about you know, how qualified, you know, Hampton faculty, you know, and students are or how how talented uh, Cal State Dominguez Hill students are. I don't know until I've been there. Right. Right. So and the main reason that, you know, sometimes I think gets lost nowadays, you hear a lot of people maybe from outside the black community questioning the validity of HBCUs. HBCUs had to start because black people were not allowed to go to the same school. So when you have all these, you know, not we mentioned the big ones like Hampton, Howard, you know, um, Morehouse, Clark, all these, you know, Spelman, all these big schools. But there's smaller ones, you know, Morgan State, Dell State, Norfolk State. And all of these schools have allowed people of color opportunities that they might not have had the chance to have or receive somewhere else. You know, and that's what I think is, is missed on a lot of these situations like, oh, it's not good enough. It's like, you know. Somebody may not have been able to even go to college mm-hmm. in in the past, but now they're getting a, an opportunity and it could change their life. You know, yeah, so yeah many I can see that. I can see that. that. Just on a on a surface level, I know um, going to Auburn, what I would see a lot is the it, the differences between the amount of resources that we have versus um, Tuskegee, and I know that goes a way back to you know systematic racism and funding and things of that nature. But I would see it. Um, to ski, we would literally call it ski hour because ski didn't have the, the 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 area surrounding as well as their university didn't have a lot of resources. Like they didn't have um, large department stores. They didn't have a mall. They just had a couple of fast food restaurants and a couple of stores where you could get like um, just school paraphernalia. It's a it's a really big um, difference amongst HBCUs mm-hmm. because when you mention the ones I just mentioned, Howard, Morehouse, Clark, Spelman, Hampton. Those we have more money and resources than some other schools. Hampton mm-hmm. has one of the richest endowments of anybody. Howard, you can roll down a Rolodex of all the celebrities that have gone there and that give back. And so, when you Hampton and Howard, we don't have the same conversations about money that other schools. My school has the same resources as USC. You know what I mean? Like obviously they got billions of dollars, but Hampton is like four hundred and twenty-six million. You know, for HBCU, whereas somebody else may have seventy million. Right. And you're thinking about that difference of dynamic, like. I didn't have anything that I couldn't get at Hampton that I could have gotten at the University of Maryland or something else. And then on top of that, I got an experience from someone who looks like me and was able to not only, you know, it wasn't like, oh, we're just teaching you how to be black. We're teaching you how to survive and make it in the world. But I think it's really, we have to do a better job of making it an equal playing ground for all HBCUs so that we don't get, you know, that disrespect. Because when they're looking at a smaller school, they're not going to look at the top. They're going to look at your weakest link, and you're only as strong as your weakest link. Um, diversity is is it's one of those things that we kind of like would really like, you know. Mm-hmm. Everyone, mm-hmm. you know, that's the ideal situation, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not always easy to achieve diversity. You know, everyone's not that open, you know, like they say they are. Like on paper, you know, they're like, oh, well, this is how many, you know, black students we have. This is how many, you know, Indians or, you know, students from all these different cultures. But like... Is it like checking a box? Not really, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Not really doing anything. Right, right. Well, I know for me, going to Cal State Dominguez Hills, 
though it's not an HBCU and though it's not predominantly white, it is a school of minorities, so the minorities are the majority. So it, it wasn't no issue at all. We had plenty of, you know, Latino um, clubs, African Americans, so it, it was no issue at all. Like, if you wanted to do something and you was a person of color, you were trying to fit, figure out where you fit and you had more than enough options to um, find that area for you. Yeah. Was there was there ever, and I don't know if it's jumping, was there ever like a desire for you guys to go to HBCU? I know for me, like I said, it was a desire to go to a different school, but I never even thought about it. But was there a desire? Did you even know about it? Because you, both of you are from, uh, or you're from California. Yeah. You grew up, there wasn't an HBCU Florida. in Florida or I mean, FAMU. Well, I know I, I wanted to go. <laughs> I did. I really did. I was like, if I go to college, I got to go to HBCU. It can't be. You know, no regular schmegula had to be. <laughs> like, I was like, HBCU, if not an HBCU, maybe LSU, you know, because I can yeah. see that. So with this whole conversation, with the preference, with our own personal experiences, where does religion or our relationship with Christ play into this conversation? Does the church need to do more? What is it? What do you guys think? I mean, and God says that he wants us to, you know, the Lord's will for us is to be unified. And mm-hmm. so what institutions like, uh, PWIs and mm-hmm. HBCUs kind of do is they kind of tear us apart and they have us focusing on things that don't really matter, mm-hmm. you know? Same thing like, in the church. Presbyterian or we exactly. going to Crenshaw right here at West Day. Right. Or you going to Faithful Central. Right. Or you going, you know, you going to a church down at, um, uh, I forget the other name, but just like different, if you're going to Rick Warren's church in Orange County, yeah. are you not black now? Because you're going to predominantly white church? Yeah. Or you go, you go to Crenshaw, you can't praise the same way. Like, it's, it's really, we're creating so many things that I don't think God ever intended for us to do that keeps us separate from each other. Yeah. Thanks so much for watching the world, everybody. Tell us what you think in the comments down below. Do you feel that the discussion between PWIs and HBCUs are still necessary? Where does the church play a role in this conversation? Let us know in the comment section down below. Follow us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you so much for watching. Looking for more West State TV original content? Like and subscribe to make sure you never miss a video.